five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Holy Half Hour. It is your Christian entertainment podcast with quizzes, uh, icebreaker questions, musical numbers, all kinds of fun, and of course the all-important Bible fact at the end of the show. This week we're looking at the book of Romans and my good friend and co-host Kieran, who is here with me now. Kieran, hello! Hey, Michael, how are you? I'm good, thanks. You'll be bringing the fact this week, won't you? I certainly will. Looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see what you've got for us. The first of the letters, the first of the Pauline letters. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Well, Kieran, enough of me introducing the podcast. Let's get straight into the icebreaker for this week. And uh, I was wondering, Kieran, you know that feeling mm. you get sometimes when you're just like, Oh, it's a small world, isn't it? Um, you, can you think of a time or a thing or a meeting or an experience that's just given you that, oh man, I can't believe what a coincidence, what a small world we live in kind of feeling? Well, you know, Michael, I feel like I get this feeling a lot by virtue of the fact that I'm a Christian. Mm. And uh, whatever, the, what's that saying? Six degrees of separation, yeah. Kevin Bacon. Seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, that must be like two or three degrees in the in the Christian world, surely, mm-hmm. because like everywhere I go. Recently, I found out that um, some people who are now good friends of mine, we attended the same conference and are like pictured in the same pictures before Whoa. we ever knew each other. And there's something something about that that's really weird, you know? Yeah, that's creepy. <laughs> it does make you think it's a small world after all. And then here's my other small world story. Mm. Uh, I was um, I live in Stirling. A small city in Scotland, Mm -hmm. and uh, I was in the centre of town uh, a few months ago, and wandering along, and who should pass me by but historian Neil Oliver, historian (laughs) and author. You know the guy I'm talking about? I don't think so, no. With like the the shoulder-length black hair, and he sometimes presents history programmes on maybe the BBC and stuff. He's a Scottish guy. That does ring a bell now, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I do know who you're talking about. So I walked past him and I was like, hey, you're that guy in my head. Mm-hmm. I didn't say that yeah. to him. No, of course not. But... <laughs> <laughs> far, too, far too British for that. Yeah, exactly. But I was like, hmm, he's a famous guy and he's near me mm-hmm. in the, pla- the same place as me temporarily. That's interesting because that's pretty much never happened to me before. So that's my courageous story. <laughs> you, you, must, you, must have a, you must have a story, Michael, about... Uh, being a small world after all. Uh, that's a funny one. Um, yeah, I do. I and you, in fact, Kieran, we're from, from rural Scotland, south of Scotland, small towns mm-hmm. surrounded by farms and whatnot. <clears throat> when we went to church together back in the day, Kieran, there was a family, a young couple uh, who, who started coming to our church. I, I can say their name. Do you remember Ollie and Rachel? Do you remember them? Yeah, yeah. Good, very yeah, lovely people. Uh, I won't say their surname. Uh, lovely, lovely couple, <laughs> lovely family. And um, so then I moved to London, which is quite a big city, Kieran. Not like your poxy little Sterling. Oh, mm. no. London's so got I hear, like, I, hear it's I don't big know, place. something like eight or nine million people here. And I moved here 
and I was feeling very going from a town of 5,000 to a city of eight and a half million is definitely different. So I was trying to find things to do and I, uh, I used to like uh, a martial art slash dance called capoeira. And mm. um, I decided to look up capoeira classes near me in the east of end of London. And I found one and it was in this local little uh, meeting hut. And I went along and I'd been in London for about four days feeling very fish out of water and Ollie and Rachel's, well, <laughs> Rachel's sister was at that capoeira class. <laughs> oh, man. It was the craziest thing. So we we did yeah. a bunch of capoeira and then afterwards people were like saying hello, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, oh yeah, I just moved from, from uh, Scotland. This is my first time in London. Oh really, we're in Scotland. I was like, oh, the Scottish borders. Oh really? My sister lives in the Scottish borders. Where whereabouts? And you know, <laughs> so on and so on. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's just so weird when that happens. It is a small world after all. It certainly is. Certainly is. Well, hi everybody. Hello there. Hello there. And welcome. It's me. <laughs> Yes, I have a quiz for you. Michael, do you have a quiz for me? Yes, I have a quiz for you. Michael, do you have a quiz for me? Yes, I have a quiz for you. Okay, Kieran, this week's quiz is all about letters. Um, you mm. know, I thought. Romans is the first letter in the New Testament. So maybe we can do a quiz about letters. Um, but I decided not to do letters in the epistle, as in the uh, correspondence type thing, but instead letters in the English alphabet, Kieran. So it's kind of a, a, a quiz all about letters. Um, Sounds good. And I thought this would be a great idea. And then I did a bunch of research and... There were some conflicting information out there. So I've done my very best, multiple sources, to find exactly the correct answer to these questions. But, you know, if you're listening at home, you might you might find things different. I don't think so. I've done pretty deep research here. But, you know, just spoiler, uh, I mean, not spoiler, disclaimer alert. I've done my best, but there could be some anomalies, but we'll see. Sure. Um, we'll forgive you. Yeah, well, thank you. So I've got five <laughs> questions for you. And uh, as always, if you get the question correct, you will hear all this noise. If you get the question incorrect, you will hear this noise. So here's my letter quiz, Kieran. Question number one. What are the most and least used letters in the English alphabet? Ooh, wow. The most and least used. Hmm. Well, every word has to have a vowel. Mm, very true. Um, so maybe one of those is the most <laughs> common. I want to say E for some reason. Okay. I feel like E comes up a lot. Yeah, that seems, about, that seems um, wise. What about the yeah, least? Yeah. Least. The least. Used. The least used. Mm. I mean, it's maybe z mm -hmm. or z 
for our American friends. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I feel like that's, n- is that, does the, does the letter Z come up a lot in, in day-to-day life, Michael? Mm. My hunch is maybe not. Yeah, it certainly, it's one of those it certainly more... must be down there with, I, the, I guess with the lesser used letters. The, the, a good way to probably think about this is Scrabble points. Mm. And my understanding is that letters in Scrabble have more, are worth more points if they're rarer. That's true. I, yeah, I'm, my assumption often. is that's how it works. So which, which, which ones sure. in Scrabble are worth the most, Kieran? I think is it Z and Q are the most points... Uh, worthy ones mm. so i i'm gonna stick with Z. might be okay. q i'm gonna stick with Z. all right well let's take a look and see well, that's kind of a half and half <laughs> <coughs> e is the most used letter in the english alphabet and hey, some sources e. suggest that Z is the least used but uh, most sources that i could find said that q was oh, the least used uh letter uh, according to an Oxford English Dictionary analysis, one out of every 510 letters in English words is a Q, making it the least common letter in the English alphabet. Um, but we'll see, we'll see. Um, so half, half, half right, half wrong. Good work. Here's question number two, Kieran. There are only two letters in the English alphabet that are not on the periodic table of elements as in used for the chemical symbols. Can you name one of them? If you can name both, bonus points. But if you can name one, I'll give you two guesses. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, that's really tough. Mm. J. I'm going to say J. Mm-hmm. I don't know my periodic table well, Michael, I must confess. <laughs> uh, do you want to try say... a second one as well, or do you just want to go but with the... J? Like, uh... do you want to try and get... If J was correct, do you want to try and guess the other one that's not there? Okay. Well, uh, the other one might be... Oh, man, this is really hard. Mm, I'm very devious today. L. L. Okay. L. Let's see. Nearly neighbors. Right. J and L. <laughs> Oh, no way. You didn't get them both, but I said you only need to get one to be correct. And J is indeed not Ah. on the prior table. Uh, So very nicely done there. Um, The other one is Q again. Okay. No Qs on the prior table. Um, There are Ls, however. Um, For example, um, you've got uh, iron. Is, Is iron not L? LB or something? I don't know. There's LU. Iron is L-R. FE, isn't it? Uh, that, yeah, is that right? Possibly. I don't know. One of them is L. But there's LA, LR, LU. I'm, I'm looking as lithium, of course. That's LI. Um, mm-hmm. There's a bunch of Ls. But you are correct. There is no J. So very nicely done. Ha. Okay. Um, right. See, neither of us know our period table very well, but you got it right, so well done. Uh, we're, we're, we're English-based people. We're not science people. We're not people. Um, <clears throat> Absolutely. We're men of letters, exactly. but not the letters of the periodic table. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, here's your third question, speaking of letters. Uh, only four letters are doubled at the beginning of a word in the English language. Can you name 
two of the four letters which can appear doubled at the beginning of English words. Doubled at the beginning? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Is it oh? Oh. Ooh. Okay, you're you're gonna choose O. Uh, would you like to? We need you need two out of the four. So what else are you gonna go for? Well, this depends on. This is where we get into the sort of like uh, family scrabble rouse about <laughs> what is and isn't in the dictionary. <laughs> nice, but I okay. feel like A might be in there because mm-hmm. ah. But then that depends how you're spelling that. Uh, <laughs> So you're thinking so A and O? You wanna, you wanna go for A? I, and I feel, o? I feel str- stronger about on O than mm. I do on A. So <laughs> let me let me see if I can think of something else apart from A. Is there uh, any other A word that starts with two A's? Uh, yes, there is. There's definitely one. <laughs> other than Aaron, uh-huh. <laughs> the name. <Yeah. laughs> That's another noun, not a proper noun. Mm-hmm. Well, then but maybe I can think it's of that. one. Okay, well then I'm going to go. I mean, if you think of an English word that has just a little bit, then (laughs) (laughs) that probably is. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You you know what, Michael? You're right. (laughs) I feel like your your advice that if an answer meets the criteria of the question, then it it might be an answer. Uh, So I'm going to go with ooh and ah just a little bit. Ooh, ah, a little bit more. Let's uh, see if it's what you're looking for. Um, yes, indeed. What was your ah word that you could think of, Kieran? Aardvark? Yes, indeed. Mm. E is another answer. Words such as eel. Um, O is correct. Words such as ooze. And the other, the fourth is L, as in llama. So, uh, but more Mm, words start with a double O than any other double. So, well done. Okay. Okay. You got it right. Hey, I like that one. Yeah, it's a good one. So, this is a tough one. Um, so you only have to get one of them, and I'll give you three guesses. There are only three letters in the English language, including letters used in words borrowed from other languages, but now in common English usage, that are never silent. So there's only three letters in common English usage that are never silent, as in okay. not pronounced in a word. Can right. you name one of the three letters which are never silent in the English language? Uh, can I? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. I was going to say B, but then I thought of doubt. So <laughs> you started to doubt yourself. <laughs> yeah, I started to doubt my answer. Uh <laughs> <laughs> So much potential for puns oh, in, yeah. in this quiz. Well, while, while Kieran's thinking, I'm going to tell you an interesting B fact. Uh, see, as you mentioned B, which is not a correct answer, as he was right to doubt himself. Um, otherwise, he would be in debt to me for a correct answer. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but uh, if you were to write out uh, all, the le- all the numbers as words, you wouldn't write a letter B until you got to the number billion so there you go <laughs> wow um, that's interesting hmm. so kieran i've stalled you some time one of the three mm-hmm. letters which are never silent well i, th- I think maybe said 
because I can't think of an example where Z is in an English word and it's it could be silent. Mm. So I'm going to, not that I want to give you too many clues, uh-huh. but I said, and this is important, including words borrowed from other languages, but now in common English usage. Right. Which okay. may... I don't uh, want to be li- I don't want to be laissez fair yeah. with you, Kieran, but <laughs> it may yeah, good, hurt, okay, good point. hurt your usage of Z yeah. is an answer to this question. Yeah. And normally I wouldn't inter- intervene like that, but I wanted to make sure you knew mm. that some borrowed words which are now in common usage in English count towards this. Otherwise, Z would be a correct answer if it was strictly speaking English language words. Okay, okay. So that's a half ding. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to hurry. Otherwise, what, the listeners about, will get bored. <laughs> what, what, what about why? Because it's yeah. not always sounded out in the sense of like a yeah. But mm. again, <laughs> I'm struggling to think of a word where why features and you don't hear um, yeah. it where it doesn't make a sound. Mm. So actually, I think I might go with why. All right. You're happy to lock in with why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look. Why not? We. <laughs> Yes, you are correct. Indeed, Y is one of the three. The others are that un- that uh, common criminal Q <laughs> and the letter <laughs> V as well. <clears throat> that dastardly Q. You you pulled me from the brink there. I was obviously <laughs> going to get that wrong. Everybody everybody knows. Well, but, uh, you gave me a you gave me a lifeline. Mo- there aren't. I don't think there are any Z actual English words in which the Z is silent. They're mostly French words mm. uh, like laissez-faire um, and same with J actually there's not very many I don't think there are any English J words which have a silent J but borrowed words from Spanish like marijuana which is now in common mm. English usage uh, have a silent right. J so so there you go um, okay Kieran final question you've already won you've done great obviously you know your letters you're a man of letters with many <laughs> letters after his name um, <clears throat> However, you've only got five seconds to answer this next question. Because if given a long enough time, you'll get it correct. Like, it's impossible not to get it because you can just go through the whole alphabet and get it. Um, I see. So you've got five seconds to name the only English letter that has a name with three syllables. Go. W. Oh, so <laughs> fast. Should have given him two <laughs> seconds and he still would have <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. W is correct, Kieran. Well done. <sighs> hey, hey, man. Uh, I, I, I know I say this every week, but what a fantastic quiz. Fantastically oh. well-designed quiz. Well, thank you, so sir. You always go above and beyond with these, my friend. <laughs> and uh, I appreciate it. Well, there, it was excellent. I'm glad you enjoyed it and you did great. Well done. Ooh, unlikely worship songs. Unlikely. Well, Kieran, it's time for this week's unlikely worship song. And, uh, well, unlikely worship songs have taken many guises over the months. We started doing uh, songs that you're not likely to hear in church, be they... As, um, about stranger, more unusual parts of the Bible. And we've had some songs about Christian 
life. We've had uh, some remixes and some jingles in there. Oh, we've had all kinds of musical joy. But what have you got for us this week? Michael, this week we have a very special treat because the uh, this week's Unlikely Worship song is brought to you not by me, but by <gasps> longtime friend of the show, Jack. Whoa. Now, a few months ago, uh, listeners, some of you eagle-eared listeners may remember that um, I promised, sort of semi-promised, uh, a rap from Jack at mm. some point on this show. And I am now, all these months later, delivering on that promise. <laughs> so is, as, this the rep- is, is this style. the reply rap to your original rap? Oh, n- no. So, so this is not... It was originally I did like a Valentine's Day mm. related mm. rap and we'd sort of put out a challenge for someone to record a follow-up. It's not that, sadly. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll, do that, we'll do that next February. <laughs> we might as well wait now until it rolls around again. Yeah. Um, but uh, in the meantime, uh, Jack is, is an aspiring, budding rapper. He's one of the rap singers that the, that the young people are into. Oh, wow. uh, I didn't know that. And, uh, and he's recorded a rap for us. Now, the, the, it has a nice little bit of synergy with our show because it is a rap about a word that is in the Bible, mm. a name that is in the Bible. So Jack did this as part of a, a competition. He, is, uh, he works for Agape, mm. which is a Christian ministry. Uh, they do like um, outreach, sharing the gospel on campus and that sort of thing. And in, in the workplace and, and all that kind of thing, their, their big thing is about sort of... Um, living out the gospel in Mm. uh, your workplace or place of study or uh, wherever you find yourself and connecting people to Jesus and and having a a real relationship with Jesus, which is awesome. So that's what Jack does for a living. And um, the Instagram account, Agape Students UK, put out a rap challenge uh, for some of their followers or members, I think. And, And Jack took up the gauntlet. Uh, and the word that he chose, because everyone had to pick one word to rap about, mm-hmm. the word that Jack chose was laish. Hope I'm saying that right. It's a name in scripture. So mm-hmm. I have for you folks that recording of Jack's rap. Now, uh, we're going to play this on the show, but I would also really encourage you to go to Agape Students UK, all one word, on Instagram and watch Jack's video. Because he does some, as well as fantastic bars, he does some absolutely life-changing dancing <laughs> that, that you must see. So, uh, so have a listen to this, folks, and, uh, and see what you think. I'm very excited to hear it. Here we go. What is Laish? What is Laish? What is Laish? Laish means lion in Hebrew and it means a few other things too. It's the old name of the city of Dan, their share of the inheritance of the promised land, not the same as the settlement in Uzbekistan. It's also the name of a British rock band and a basketball player. And the father of Pelty in first and second Sam. Dance break. In the book of Judges, a priest leaves his post to serve Micah's idol instead of the Lord of hosts. 
But then Micah gets ditched because Dan plays the most. They steal Micah's idol and 600 men destroy Liar Shumri, build it again. And with that, this rap comes to an end. That is Liarish. That is Liarish. Liarish. <laughs> Jack, what a legend you are. <laughs> Oh, applause, <laughs> applause, 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 applause. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I love it, man. I, uh, I love Very it. Nice. And, and like I say, folks, go to Agape Students UK on Instagram to see the dancing. It is honestly <laughs> worth it. And um, it's good, good lyrics, I think, Michael. I yeah. think he did well there. I think yeah. he's after your job, Kieran. We might have to, we might have to open up a space for him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, uh, I I need all the help I can get filling this uh, this uh, unlikely worship song segment, as as listeners, long time listeners can tell. Absolutely. Probably. Well, clearly, because so. you just did. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would, you know, I think it's really obviously great, and you know, I have to be careful, having never actually met Jack, um, without to not bag on it, but. Um, Whilst clearly his flow is impeccable and his lyrics are inspired, uh, I, it is a very whispery style of rapping. Um, that, was he trying not to wake somebody in the next room? Or I mean, <laughs> what, I love, what I love about it is the way he leans into that at the end, and he yeah. goes lyish, yeah, absolutely. like he's like it's a uh, you know an advert for a, a fragrance or something at the very end. There, you get that lyish. Lyish could be a good name for a fragrance, actually. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you know, Jack mentions that there's a band called Lyish in this Mm. rap there, and I looked them up, and they're very good. Oh, yeah? Uh, Yeah, a UK-based band, Lyish. And uh, I like one of their songs uh, I listened to, and I was very impressed. Mm. I think when in in doubt, and if you were, if you did need to compose a rap, you could just Google a word and read out the definitions. And and the common yeah. usages and uh, and I mean <laughs> ready-made rap music for you, yeah. <laughs> for you right there. <laughs> totally, totally. These things practically write themselves. <laughs> well, they certainly do when we try to write them. Um, yeah, yeah. Take it from me, I turn one out every week. <laughs> <laughs> All joking aside, though, Jack. I mean, thank you for letting us play your song, and that is a very, uh, very uh, courageous, and also very talented man that you are so thank you you're the best jack thank you the top 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 three 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 okay kieran we are ready for our top three for this week um i was editing last week's podcast and i was once again astounded by the terseness the succinct nature in which you defined the top three um, and I thought I should write down what he says and then just say it, but then I forgot to do that. So I'm going to try and do it kind of like what you said. So the top three Go is for it, man. three pairs of words in the New International Version of the Bible, and Kieran has to pick which of the pair appears in more verses. Is that, how is that? Mm-hmm. Did I do all right? Was that... Yeah, man, that's good. I'd say that's a pretty good summation. Oh, thank yeah, you, thank yeah. you. And uh, Kieran, it's fair to say you've been smashing these out of the park recently, which um, which is good and bad, I suppose. I'm glad that you're intelligent uh, and that you're good Thanks. at quizzes. And I'm Thanks, also man. slightly sad that I can't seem to stump you at the moment. Um, <laughs> but we'll see how we get on with today. So, like like we Uh-oh. say, this 
I mean, these are no more difficult than any others, really. They're just they're just much. They're just pairs of opposite words that appear in the Bible. So words uh, are Bethesda and Bethsaida. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Here's the first pair: leader and follower. (laughs) Uh, Which of these appears in more verses in the Bible here? Leader or follower? Hmm. Well, I don't know that the word follower actually comes up all that much Mm. by my reckoning. Mm. Because I feel like follow or Mm. following, that sort of thing, might be more common. Whereas I feel like the word leader probably comes up more because, uh, you know, a lot of the Bible is concerned with the records of kings and people Mm. who ruled over Israel and surrounding nations. Yeah. And, you know, it takes up quite a lot of t- uh, runtime. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kieran uh, exclusively watches the the Bible on uh, DVD. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so you're thinking? Leader, I'm not very right? good with letters, so I only do the video Bible. Irony. Um, um, so leader, then. Yeah, I think leader. I think All right, leader. let's take a look and see. Oh, yes. he's off to a good start. Yes, leader appears in 78 verses in the Bible. Follower in only two. You are correct. Okay, how about this one? Try this one on for size, smart guy. Quiet <laughs> or loud? Quiet or loud? <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's interesting. Do you know, I, I feel like... If a, if a situation is loud, it's probably more likely to be remarked on than if it's mm. quiet in, as a general principle in life. Or is that just your British sensibility? Where you're, where you're it, like, could be, it could be. Quiet should a, be a cultural the default. Thing. Yeah, quiet <laughs> should be the norm. <laughs> quiet is the new loud, <laughs> as uh, that band titled their album. Mm. Who was that? I can't remember. I've anyway. never heard of it, so... Uh, but... Um, but yeah, your instinct I, I is think loud would be mentioned more. I, I, yeah, my instinct is loud is the more common one. Yeah. Yeah. Are you happy to lock in? Sort of. All right, well. Because there's definitely, there's definitely some strong mentions of quiet in the Bible, but I feel mm. like loud maybe just edges it out. All right, we'll stick with loud. I'm not going to let you change your mind now. We'll see what happens. Ah, oh, Kieran. Oh, oh, he's just so a little good bit. at this. Um, yeah, quiet 33 and loud 57. So well done. Okay. Ah. For the clean sweep, war and peace. <laughs> Best of times, worst of times. <laughs> um, is that in war and peace? I don't even know. But for some reason that, uh, that line, oh, it's tale of two cities, isn't it? Opens. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. The blurst um, of times. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh if you got that reference you're a top tier member of holy half hour no we love you all all of you listeners even Equally. if you don't watch the simpsons yeah um but uh so what was your question war and peace <laughs> war and peace Oof. which one appears in more verses in the niv ooh, ooh, ooh. well you know i again i default to the uh to the old um, vote for the good one. <laughs> vote for the nice one. 
Yeah. When in doubt, in go doubt. with the Sunday school answer. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there are quite a few wars in the Bible, you know, mm. uh, no but then it. peace is an important concept and uh, in, in Hebrew thought and mm. in the Bible, shalom, you know, comes up quite a lot. Yeah. So I'm going to say it's probably peace. All right. Let's take a look and see. Does he get the clean sweep? Oh, hey, nice. He's unstoppable, this man. <laughs> makes me sick. Just kidding. Uh, well done. I don't know how you do Triple it. I kill. mean, I was running through some of these top three, some of the old top threes with some of my colleagues at church today. And whilst right. many of them got did well, none of them clean sweeped, clean swept, okay. clean sweeped like you seem to okay. always do. So, uh, you know, you... Mm. Clearly, just uh, it's your natural, natural state of of knowing top threes. <laughs> I have no, I have no other skills whatsoever, <laughs> listeners. But I'm really good at this very specific type of quiz that Michael makes. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> You're only sometimes good at this quiz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. I've been zinged, and I love it. Uh, on that note, thanks, man. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Bible facts coming at you with some Bible facts. Michael and Kiaran with some Bible facts coming at you with some Bible facts. Michael and Kiaran with some Bible facts. Well, Kieran, it's the moment I've all been waiting for. I'm super excited to hear what you've got for us uh, with your Bible fact about the book of Romans today. So take it away, why don't you? Yeah, man. Well, do you know, Michael, this one's actually, it's hard to prepare this in a mm. way because Romans is just full to bursting with really amazing, really important stuff <laughs> yeah. for for us as Christians. You know, it's kind of a theological greatest hits. Um. <laughs> And uh, there's so many foundational concepts for Christian life in the book of Romans. Uh, mm. You know, justification by faith, dying to sin and living for Christ, life in Christ by faith and in the power of the Spirit, in, uh, rather than by the law of Moses, being a living sacrifice, our future hope as Christians, how to live under human authority in this world. I wrote a bunch of them down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I tried to summarize them as best I could. There are so many huge concepts. Um. So I, th I was thinking, do I, do I dive, do I try and do a deep dive into one of those or do I sort of go big picture? And I sort of went with the big picture option this week because one of the things I learned from preparing for this segment that I didn't really thought about before um, is, is the way that the Book of Romans is structured because it actually um, follows the structure of the, the Hebrew story of, of deliverance from slavery in Egypt. Um, and I want to read a little bit here from uh, the intro to Romans from the NIV. So this is the little blurb at the start of the book. I'm just going to read a little bit here, folks. The flow of the letter follows the pattern of the ancient Jewish story of slavery and rescue. Humanity is in exile due to the entrance of sin and death into the world. Even the Jewish law could not defeat death and bring life. But God has come to rescue both Jews and Gentiles, that's people who aren't Jews, through the death and resurrection of Jesus. 
a new worldwide family is being created. Baptism into Jesus breaks the power of evil and brings freedom. The Holy Spirit leads the way into this new life that will be complete, complete in a new inheritance, a redeemed creation. Although many in Israel had failed to believe in the Messiah, this ended up bringing life to the rest of the world. The offer of life through Jesus remains for all, however, and in the end, God's mercy will triumph over judgment. The closing emphasis is on the practical shape of a redeemed humanity's new way of life. So we sort of get this picture of we as God's people have been brought out of slavery, uh, in this case, slavery to sin, you know, uh, that old life. We've been redeemed brought out of that old life and into into new life with Christ and it just paints this lovely picture of that sort of being a almost a what's the word like you have the sort of archetype of of, of deliverance from Egypt and mm-hmm. how that is the same process that has happened to us uh through through faith in Christ um and I just think it's an awesome thing and um and just the way that that story runs through scripture it's like a almost like a you know you 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 cut a stick of rock and you have the the name of you have a word written all the way through you Mm know i'm not saying that uh deliverance from egypt would be the only thing written all the way through the bible (laughs) but the way that that particular story uh you know um uh points to what jesus has done for us um through his his death and, and resurrection and uh and his coming return you know it's a really beautiful picture of the whole kind of arc of scripture so really that's what i wanted to to focus on today it's a sort of big picture of of the of the structure of romans but there's also so much in romans you know as i said at the start there's so many great verses so many great concepts in there i don't know if you have any favorites michael or if there's anything that you would uh <laughs> you would want to pick up on from what I've said um but a fairly simple one this week but I just love and I'd never thought about it before the way that uh that Romans is structured yeah I think it's um that's great and awesome and I think that actually that makes me think of a lot of things I'm trying to tie them all together in my mind I think that stick of rock thing is really good because actually it's not necessarily that deliverance for e- from Egypt is the the word that runs through the stick of rock, but it's actually mm-hmm. just that deliverance yeah, exactly. by Jesus is the yeah. Yeah. is ultimately the uh the words which go through the stick of rock because like you said, um or like what you read out said, you know, he died uh, for for Jews and Gentiles, for all people. You know, there's that famous uh, passage in Romans 6, which says he died to sin once for all, as in he died so that all people could be delivered. And um, ultimately, it speaks to Paul's wisdom uh, and Paul's knowledge of the Hebrew Scriptures that he structures this letter, which is chiefly about redemption, like Ultimately, yeah. Romans, like the, 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 one of the main themes is the redemption of humanity through what Christ has done. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's Paul's wisdom to structure it in such a way as would be really familiar to the Jewish people. Um, mm. But then to be able to point to say, look, this is 
analogous of the deliverance that you experienced already, but it's a full deliverance. And it's not only for you, but it's for all people. Uh, but yeah, it's that's a really great thing that you shared. And I share your... I would have shared your challenge had I been given Romans to, <laughs> to do a fact on because like you say, <laughs> it's such an amazing, such a rich book and a challenging book in many places too. Um, you know, mm. so there's some challenging stuff in there. So yeah, not much to add except it's great. That's a great picture of, uh, mm. of deliverance being that mm. through line through the book of Romans and also through, through the whole Bible really, because uh, that's what we've been waiting for. And what we now have through Jesus. Yeah, and I appreciate what you said there, bro, about uh, Paul knowing his audience and mm. and 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 writing very deliberately uh, in a way that would communicate the gospel both to his Jewish audience and to those around the world who are not um, part of the Jewish nation, but who also needed to and need to hear the gospel. So, yeah, yeah. that's a it's a great thought. It's great. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. Um, I think the, um, and just um, uh, I, I think uh, 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 John's gospel is the fourth gospel, uh, uh, <laughs> and um, um, because and, and um, it's very, uh, um, it, but uh, John, uh, so uh, is that, uh, um, I think. Is well, Kieran, what a fantastic episode we've had this week. Um, yeah, it's been that, a was, belt that, was, that was really fun. Thanks for spending this time with me. Likewise, my friends, I, I really enjoyed that. As always, I always look forward to a Michael quiz every week. <laughs> and, uh, well, there's you, more where that came you, from. You've never let me down, so <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well, thank you. And thank you, listeners, so much for uh, for downloading and listening. Thank you for sharing. We've had a few messages recently on social media of people sharing the show, which we super appreciate. Thank you, Jack, for uh, letting us play your incredible rap. We hope yeah, that Jack. there's much more Jack rap to come. Um, and, you know, don't be shy, Jack. Let, don't, don't, don't hide your light under a bushel. You know, try... Not whispering yeah. next time you rap. I mean, I believe, Absolutely, I believe you've got more more in there. Fan into flame the gift, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> the, gift, the gift of rap. Exactly. Um, <laughs> we want to see you up the front in your church, waving a flag and rapping simultaneously. Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked at this point. Um, but yeah, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can find us on social media at Holy Half Hour. We are findable there. And uh, yeah, thanks so much. And we'll see, we'll, we, will, we will speak to you next week. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>